Hi, I'm Rob. Tale number seven, Moose Quest. I was helping my friend Larry make a movie in Vermont. There was a pretty large group of us, all staying in the same house, in this lovely, small town. We were there for several weeks, and it began to feel like we were becoming locals. One morning, while at a coffee shop, this person named Sue came and sat with us and was just asking about what we were doing. And then she said, you know how you can tell a real local from a tourist, right? And we were like, how? And she said, well, when you're driving through town at night, locals go below the speed limit, which was only 35. And tourists, they're the ones that are speeding. Locals know that moose are out at night, and running into a moose is not like running into a deer. It's certain death. And what I took away from that was, it's possible to see a moose here? And so began my quest to see a moose in Granville, Vermont. Moose were not uncommon in this part of Vermont, but they weren't just running around everywhere. You could meet people in town that had never seen a moose. We devised a simple plan. Each night, a group of us would pile into a car and drive up and down the main road through town, going below the speed limit, and we thought if we did it enough, we would eventually see a moose. We were committed But after three or four days, some people got discouraged and stopped going. A core group of us continued the moose search, and on like day six or seven, we finally found one. It was a small female standing in a wetland just off the road. She was chewing something, and when we stopped, she turned and looked at us. We tried to get a photo, but it failed because it was dark and we didn't want to get very close to her. But we had found our moose. It was very satisfying. And made me confident in my moose-finding abilities. Maybe a little too confident. A few years later, I found myself in Michigan. My friend Emily was a bridesmaid in a wedding, and I was her date. We were there for five days, and there were lots of gatherings and parties. And at one of the gatherings, I was talking to someone about the drive up to Michigan, and that some of the small towns we drove through sort of reminded me of Vermont. Somehow that led to us talking about moose, and then I told the story about us finding the moose in Vermont. From behind me, I heard someone say, We got moose here. I turned around and saw that it was the bartender, who was wearing leather and a bandana and was a biker guy. He walked over from the bar and sat down with us. His name was Dennis. I told him I was surprised. I had no idea there were moose in Michigan. He said they're not common, but they definitely had them. He said he had an encounter with one and asked me if I wanted to hear about it. Of course I wanted to hear about it. He and his girlfriend Leanne were riding on his motorcycle. She was sitting behind him, holding on. It was night. They had had some drinks, and he was going a little too fast on a back road into town. Out of nowhere, there was a giant moose standing in the middle of the road. There was no way he could avoid it. So he laid it down, and Dennis explained that laying it down is when you're on a motorcycle, and there's an obstacle in front of you, and you can't go around it, and you can't brake fast enough. So you lay the bike down on its side, but you're like still on the bike, and it's sliding on its side. 
and hopefully you come to a stop before you hit whatever the obstacle is. It seems like a move out of an action movie. Anyway, he laid it down and slid toward the moose. Sparks were flying. He closed his eyes. He braced for impact. Leanne was screaming. And right when he thought he was going to make contact, nothing happened. He opened his eyes. He was still sliding on his motorcycle. He did some move where he popped the motorcycle back up off its side so they were on two wheels, riding down the road like nothing had happened. He looked back over his shoulder behind him, and the moose was right where it had been. It was like they had gone through the moose. So he stops the motorcycle. His heart's just pounding. And he asks Leanne what happened. Her eyes are wide. She says, you didn't see? And he's like, no, I didn't see. And she said, right before your wheel hit the moose, it jumped over us. He's like, what? She says, yeah, it jumped right over us. And that's Dennis's moose story. What I took away from it was, it's possible to see a moose here? And so began my quest to see a moose in Marcy, Michigan. This moose quest was different from my Vermont moose quest. I was operating alone. Emily had wedding festivities to attend to, so she didn't have time to ride along with me at night. I told Dennis my plan, and he smiled and seemed pleased that I was going to do it, but he wasn't free at night either. I asked him where he had his moose encounter, and that's the road where I focused my attention. Each night at 9 p.m., I left the hotel and drove back and forth on the same five-mile stretch for about an hour. It was an isolating experience. I felt sort of like an outcast among the other wedding attendees. I didn't feel comfortable drinking if I was going to be driving around alone at night, so I wasn't able to really fully participate in the week of wedding festivities I was in town for. But I was dedicated, and it was a sacrifice I was willing to make. My first attempt was Wednesday night, and I had no luck. I wasn't really discouraged. I knew from past experience that on most nights, I would not see a moose. On Thursday night, I got pulled over by a police officer. He was parked on the side of the road, radaring people, and since I was driving up and down the same stretch of road, he kept seeing me drive past him. He didn't give me a ticket or anything, but it was a little discouraging. He said he had never heard of moose being in the area, and he had been driving those roads as a police officer for 20 years and had never seen a moose. After breaking my heart a little, he left, and I drove around for 30 more minutes and did not see a moose. I hoped I would see one on Friday, because Saturday was the wedding, but I didn't. Saturday night, the wedding was over. The reception was in full swing. I told Emily I was going to dip out for about an hour. She totally understood because she's an awesome friend. And she gave me one of those little disposable cameras that they hand out at some weddings. And she said, don't forget to take a photo. And off I went. After an hour, I had seen nothing. I decided to do a few more passes. And again, nothing. It was a bummer. I hadn't seen a moose. But then... On my way back to the hotel, nowhere near the five-mile stretch I had been cruising, in a much more developed area, I was sitting at a red light, and a moose ran right across the road in front of me. I pulled off to the side, put on my hazards, grabbed the disposable camera, and ran off into the woods. The moose saw me and stopped. I got as close as I felt comfortable getting. I didn't want to scare it or be too much of a bother. I snapped a few photos with the disposable camera, 
It had a flash, but I wasn't sure how effective it would be outside at night on a moose that was like 100 yards away from me. It's almost embarrassing how much joy seeing that Michigan moose brought me. I was very excited to share it with everyone at the reception. I got back to the hotel, walked inside, and there was nobody there. It was like 3 a.m., and everyone had gone to bed. The next morning, I told Emily. She was happy, but, you know, just happy because I was happy. She didn't really care about the moose, which is fine. I needed to find someone that would appreciate what I had done. When we went down to breakfast, there was Dennis serving mimosas at the bar. I walked up to him and said, Dennis, I saw a moose. He said, no, you didn't. I said, yes, I did. He said, no, you didn't. I said, yes, I did. Then he called one of the servers over. He said, Leanne, remember this guy? He was inspired by the story I told him and says he went out and saw a moose. She busted out laughing. So did Dennis. I stood there confused. Dennis looked at me and said, I'm sorry, man. Nothing personal. I was just having a little fun the other day. And when you started talking about that moose you found in Vermont, Leanne and I were standing over at the bar, and I think you're a really nice guy, but it sounded like you were boasting. So I told Leanne I was going to have a little fun with you, and I told you that motorcycle story. But I made the whole thing up. I've lived here my whole life. My brother-in-law is the game warden. There are no moose here. I said, yes, there are. I saw one last night, right in town, near the hotel. He smiled, said, we have some really big deer around here. I said, no, it's a moose. I know what a moose looks like, and I took some photos. He said, you show me those photos. If that is a moose, I'll give you $100. I went and found one of those one-hour photo places, and they developed the photos on the disposable camera. It wasn't a great photo, but it was clearly a moose. I went back to the hotel, showed it to Dennis, and he was shocked. He immediately called his brother-in-law, who drove over to speak with me. He said he'd been the game warden for close to 10 years, and had never seen a moose, and had never met anyone that had seen a moose within the county. Dennis tried to give me that $100, but I didn't take it. The joy of seeing that moose was worth so much more. I don't believe the takeaway from this story is that I am a good moose finder. And I don't know how to feel about the fact that this joke that Dennis was playing on me led to me actually seeing a moose. It makes me wonder about other possibilities and the power of suggestion and belief and what else might be out there that we aren't seeing simply because we aren't looking for it. At the same time, it could have been anyone at that stoplight that saw the moose run across the road. It really seems like it could be a situation where I just happen to be very, very lucky. Rob Tells Tales is produced by me, Rob Tiffin. I had some additional editing help from Ben Lamb. The cover art is by Marcella Johnson. She also came up with the title. The end credits music is by Poddington Bear. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and at robtellstales.com. This podcast would have not been possible without Ben, Marcella, and Melanie. Thank you, and thanks for listening.